Welcome to It's All About Who You Know with host Craig Turner from Momento, the business growth agency. On our podcast, Craig interviews executives from chambers of commerce around the United States and Canada, tapping into their expertise on how to get the most value from your business associations, how their organizations are serving their members, and what's happening in their market for companies looking to grow there. Here's Craig Turner. Welcome to the It's All About Who You Know podcast, brought to you by Momentum, the business growth agency. I'm Craig Turner, your host, and we've got a good one for you today. You know, for Chambers of Commerce, the last year and a half has been tough. There's really no way around it. Business models changed, members' priorities shifted, and revenue generation was elusive for much of the year. So it's no surprise that there aren't a lot of Chambers of Commerce around who can say that they've grown over the past year and a half. And there definitely aren't many who can say that they've had exponential growth. Today, we've got one for you. I'm very excited to introduce our guest for today's episode, Chris Hack, who's president and CEO of the fast-growing Pittsburgh Airport Area Chamber of Commerce. Chris, thank you so much for being here with us today. Craig, it's my pleasure, and thank you for having me. So, Chris, I'm excited to to dig into this conversation, but first, let, let me just tell everybody who you are. Chris Hack is at a 27-year career working with companies at senior executive levels in Pittsburgh Association Management, specifically within the economic development, technology, energy, manufacturing, and financial sectors. Prior to taking the helm at the chamber at the end of 2017, Chris held various positions with the Pittsburgh Technology Council, Marsh USA, K&L Gates, Fifth Third Bank, and the SMC Business Councils. Recently, Chris has been the catalyst in forming the Airport Area Corporate Partnership, advocating for the growth and viability of economic development within the airport area. Within the local community, Chris holds a variety of board positions with nonprofit organizations and local municipalities, including the Allegheny County Airport Authority Foundation, the Mount Lebanon Economic Development Committee, and Pittsburgh Technical College's Education Advisory Committee, among several others. Chris is a graduate of Florida Atlantic University and a former petty officer in the U.S. Coast Guard Reserves. He lives in Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania with his wife and is the father of four children. And with that resume, you can see why I wanted to get him on the podcast. Uh, So (laughs) thanks again, Chris. Let me start. uh, Let's start, though. We talked about you. Can you give us an intro to the Pittsburgh Airport Area Chamber of Commerce? Yeah. um, As you as you mentioned in your intro, Craig, it'll be five years that I've been at the helm. And one of the reasons, the primary reason that I accepted the position was I took a look at the the possibilities down the road in terms of growth and where the opportunities are to not only grow the chamber itself, but um, for the communities that are here. Is it a, a positive growth mode? Is it something you know, that we will look back on in 10 years from now and say, wow, the roaring, roaring decade of 2020s really was something that was was a special time. And sure enough, as we get into what those economic impacts are, the projected opportunities of growth, I said, this chamber has the opportunity to be really, really special, not only for its members, but for the community around us. So I took the, the opportunity and the dividends are paying off and we can get into that, but it's, it's really a, um, a, a great place to be right now. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in your region. Now I've had the opportunity to learn a little bit. I know you got a new airport, you've got new highways going in. 
tell us what's going on. But look, but let's talk about both the the good stuff and maybe some of the challenges that you're seeing sure. too. Sure. So in any in in any geographical area, there is a nucleus that drives the economy, and our nucleus here would be in the whole region, Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is the catalyst for innovation, for jobs, for growth. Now, if you know your history, we've gone through some mighty, mighty difficult times. In the 80s with the steel industry shutting down and and all of those different factors. But if you've been a scholar and you kind of understand where we've come, we've risen from those ashes and lo and behold, we are literally the driving force in so many different areas. Also, our local cost of living. Now you're, you're in the Buffalo area, so it's probably pretty close, but our cost of living here makes it so attractive for companies, for individuals, for talent to, you know, to, um, to, to relocate here. So we really have that going for us. So you have Pittsburgh, we are the bridge, the airport area would be the bridge to this area and to downtown Pittsburgh, where a lot of the innovation is going on. So come out of that bridge and come to the airport. So the airport is the sub-nucleus of the region, and everything that's going on is sort of a subset of the airport area. You mentioned a few things. We have an extension of our turnpike opening up. It's called the Southern Beltway. That opens up the south right to the airport. It's a huge billion-dollar-plus project opening up on October 12th. What does that do? It brings all the land that was basically farmland now to be commercial developed land for these uh, natural gas companies, which you know is a big area of of economic opportunity. Um, We have the airport. The airport just broke ground on a $1.3 billion complete renovation. So the mission and the goal of the Pittsburgh International Airport is to be the most innovative, safest, and cost-effective airport in the world. So we have that going. The largest construction project in our country right now is going on with the Royal Shell cracker plant. Royal Shell, Dutch Shell, is um, on the last leg of a four-year project that is employing 7,000 people right now. Now, they're mostly trade workers, but once the ethane cracker plant is finished, which is only 11 miles from our office, it'll employ 600 individuals in the polyurethane plastics industry. So take those and take the expanding municipalities now that are growing at a very strong clip. I think there are 3,000 registered dwellings on the books in four different municipalities, which means there's great schools, there's opportunities for growth. And I, I, you know, I think with all of these things mixed together, 
uh, the next two to five years, we will see exponential growth and opportunity for, for uh, those who are in this area. Very, very exciting time, not only for our chamber, for, but for the individuals who are, are part of our community. That's why we love having these conversations because there's there's I mean there's a lot of challenges in in in, in doing business today but to, but to hear about these great things that are happening and opening opportunities creating investment opportunities creating job opportunities it's really just great to hear so in the midst of all that what are what are, what are you focused on right now as the chamber where are your where are your top priorities I would imagine I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna point you in a direction a little bit I would imagine you're talking about all these jobs that are coming. I'm going to imagine workforce is part of part of your answer. Yeah, so, so if we take a step back, you originally asked about some of the challenges. Well, <laughs> workforce is at the top of that list. Right. There was a study, a 10-year study by the Allegheny, the Allegheny Conference, which is sort of the governing body here in Pittsburgh about workforce and economic development and so forth, that within the next 10 years, there will be 80,000 open new jobs that will need to be filled, okay? So if you pair that back to the next two to five years, there could be anywhere from 25 to 30,000 job opportunities in, you know, all sorts of different industries and and we could get into that. So where are we going to find that talent? How are we going to be able to work with the local educators and pivot towards filling those jobs. And that's a huge challenge. And I think a lot of the, um, a lot of the up and coming markets are facing that, that, that same challenge. Luckily, we're not seeing a challenge on the economic side. In other words, if you take a look at this infrastructure bill, that's right around the corner, and hopefully it'll be signed sooner than later, you're gonna see an infusion of capital into all of these markets that are just ripe with engineers, architects, construction companies to help build on that infrastructure. And we, will, we, we are ready to take advantage of, of, of that right now. That's great. Let me, let me talk about, so we're talking about the, the bigger picture stuff. Over the last year, what's been interesting with, with chambers of commerce across the, across the country has been that while the big picture stuff was still going on, and there's certainly regulations to communicate and a lot of different things happening, as the individual companies were trying to maneuver through everything and navigate pretty murky waters over the last year and a half, the chambers found themselves in a different situation where, yes, we've got advocacy going, and yes, we've got economic development going, but we also have to be ready to take a phone call and ask, answer your very specific questions about PPP and, and things like that. What, what did you learn over the last 18 months or so about what your members, the value that they need to find from the chamber? So I, I, uh, that's a great question. And, and thanks. I, I, I really did take a step back and try to separate the traditional chamber relationship and the CEO and the economic development, you know, leadership side of the coin, if you will, for a moment. And it was real important for us to recognize that over the past year and a half, the traditional chamber model that we have 
and have been very, very successful at just lost half of its clothing, if you will. And that's events face to face. So one of the things, Craig, that I've always done in, in the association world to counter this is I put myself in the shoes of one of our members, right? And, and I say, am I getting value if I'm stroking a $500 check to be part of this chamber? And they're saying there's no more events because of COVID. The opportunities to connect are virtual and everybody hates that, right? So what else can we be doing to get us through that time period? Well, we did get through it and we got through it with getting back to basics. And it was my entire staff was tasked with outreach and it was, and, 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 you know, talk about the financial, we didn't drop one company from our membership base for not being able to pay their dues. We are now circling back to them to hope that they're in a position to get back because we're, our calendar is full right now and, and moving forward. But, and, and, and when you pick up a phone and you ask someone how are you doing? We're really, you know, we really want to know um, if there's, and not only, we're, look, we're a chamber of commerce. <laughs> it's not like the magic potion that you say, oh my God, I belong to a chamber. If I make a phone call, they're going to help me to survive. No, we're going we're gonna to be there to help you in, in, in as much as we possibly can in terms of branding, networking and everything. But just that phone call, I think, to our members and asking them how they're doing, have a dialogue. How are you doing, Craig, personally? That, that goes a long way. So we're reaping those benefits because we, we are, are at about an 87 to 90% re, um, retention rate, even through COVID. I'm really, really thrilled and happy to say that 18 new members came on board in the month of August. That's phenomenal sure in the chamber world. And I hope there's some executive chamber executives listening to this, that the month before that, we had 12 new members join our chamber. So in the last two months, you know, we're seeing great numbers, which is a barometer for the economic outlook, you know, you know right here. And it wasn't, it wasn't really a magic potion that we did. So what am I doing right now? It's budget time. <laughs> so for the first time, I'm putting together a full-blown budget that I'm used to doing, um, which includes sponsorships and events and that type of revenue. And I'm holding my breath that starting October 1st, you know, we'll be able to make good on these events that we have scheduled. And a lot of them are back to basics, right? A lot of them are, 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 are connecting, networking, that regular monthly networking event where, you know, um, I, th I think we had 90 new members during COVID, 90 companies joined specifically during, well, we owe them something, <laughs> right? We owe them the opportunity to network and shake a hand and get an introduction and maybe get some new business opportunities. So, Personally, we're ramping up with um, hiring two to three positions by the end of the calendar year, and we're, we're very excited about that. We have a small staff of six, 
and uh, one of them is retiring. I'm very fortunate to have a great staff with the average tenure of about eight years. So I stepped to, into a situation of a well-oiled machine and we're, we're really thriving right now. That's great. I mean, new members and hiring. And I, I, I want to ask you this. So we, we are members of, of your chamber and we're thrilled to be. It's been a great, great experience. And I've had the chance to, uh, to attend a few events. And the one thing that's really struck me is the sense of community that, that we got just walking in the room. Let me ask you about the, the culture surrounding that. Um, and I'll just give you an example. I, we, we attended your golf tournament and every single person we talked to came up, stuck their hand out or their elbow as, as the case may be at the time and asked us the first question. How long have you been a member of the chamber? Uh, the, the community is phenomenal. How do you create that culture so that you're not only, you don't only have members, but you have advocates for, for membership within your chamber? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 it's, it's historical. So there's two, there's two points of direction, I would say that, that add to that, you know, that area. Number one is the area itself. The airport area um, over the years went through some very, very trying and difficult times. We had about 30,000 airport employees when U.S. Air had its hub in Pittsburgh. Well, U.S. Airways pulled out, 30,000 jobs disintegrated. Moon Township Robinson turned into a retail hub because there was nothing, there was no major employer there anymore. And it was very, very, very difficult. Chamber leadership, there was a very, very strong leader. Her name was Sally Haas, and she was here for 14 years. She did a great job of working with the local community, with the local military, and saving four military bases from BRAC the reappointment. And so that, that was the, the, the basis of a, a, a model where people felt very strongly uh, about the chamber. So where does that get you today? I am busy right now in recognizing those companies. And we do it through a milestone program. And believe it or not, Craig, I have a milestone visit once a week with companies that have been members of this chamber for 25 years or more. And I'm just looking at a list, 50 years, 65 years, 52 years, 25 years. So basically what we do is we have an ambassador committee, right? Which most chambers have. And those are 27 individuals that are just rock star advocates for what we do. And we get a small group, 25 years or more, you get a beautiful plaque. And we make it a point to go out, pay a visit to these companies, have a conversation and thank them. Thank them for 25 years, 50 years. Whether you're a funeral, I mean, the 55 year milestone is a funeral parlor. Robert Morris University, 50 years, you know, things like that. And that those kind of visits and what we're doing, we're just, we're reconnecting at a very high level 
but we're bringing staff, ambassadors, board members out to show thanks. So I think I think that really that really is helping. Um, and it gets back to that traditional. We got to before we jump out of COVID and start to do what we have to recognize and thank our member companies for years past and sticking with us through the thick and thin. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in the morning, headed for work, what gets you out of, out of bed in the morning? What's your, what gets you excited about coming to work every day? I'll, I'll tell you what, what really excites me is um, if I, every every, I know this is a cliche, but every day is completely different. Mm-hmm. Every day there's, a phone call to a entrepreneur who has an idea. There's a phone call to, uh, I'll tell a quick story because it's indicative of, of what's going on. I don't know if your listeners are um, familiar with the startup um, and IPO community, but about three weeks ago, one of our members and a friend of mine from many, many years ago started a company called Duolingo. And Duolingo is a, uh, a foreign language app and uh, just went public. And the huge success of now a $2.8 billion valuation of a spinoff from Carnegie Mellon University and, and, and having that individual call me and return my call and, and reflect on the early years when he was a student there and the fact that he's a multimillionaire now and wants to stay here in Pittsburgh because of the talent that's here. You know, little things like that, um, you don't find in a, if you're with XYZ company, you know, doing the grind every day of maybe it's advanced, advanced manufacturing or a law firm or an accounting firm or some. So to answer your question, I look forward every single day to something unique and something that I can do to, you know, work with either stakeholders or somebody new to our chamber, whatever. It's just, it's just a perfect job for me. And I'm so thankful for it. Really. That's great. That's a great answer. I'm going to put you on the spot with a question. There's a saying that I use, I've worked in not-for-profits for a long time. And, and I, I know that Chambers of Commerce are a hotbed for ideas between your role, between your staff, between your members, everybody's got ideas. And I always say that it's it's really only a good idea if someone's willing to pay for it. <laughs> because you know, there, there's there's definitely some merit to that. Yeah. You know, I get that. But the other the other thing that I've learned is again, and this is a, a very familiar quote from my wife who's an entrepreneur. Um when it comes to ideas, uh, you know, if there's an idea, you you throw out that idea, you 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 jump with the idea, no matter if there's a net underneath to to, to catch you or not, right? So yes, if if there is an idea, hopefully it'll be somebody will pay for that idea, right? But um, we've learned that in the job space that we have, we've made it a point that our role to contribute to the, the, the job opportunity here is, is, is pretty significant. That means retention, job retention, and advocacy for 
uh, you know, new jobs and things like that. So, so the extension of that question is in your yeah. role as chamber president and CEO, if you had a blank check right now and you have the ability to invest in a impactful project in your community, where would you spend that money? I, you know, I, um, I think that I, if I had an un, if I had a complete blank check, I would, I, I would get some great marketing minds together and put together a, a marketing and advertising campaign for our region that would go out to every major city, every major university and say, Pittsburgh is reinvented. Come here. Check us out. You want a you want a great job in a great atmosphere with low, uh, very very low cost of living, and I would literally just get people here to test the market and see. I think if I had a blank check, I would I would do something along those lines to help promote what a great community that we're in and city that we re- that we represent. That's beautiful. That makes all kinds of sense. Let me, I want to give you an opportunity. Uh, do you have any members, a few members that you want to plug, give them, give them a, that you think deserve a little extra love? We can get their name out. You know, I, um, I, I, I thought about that. I'm glad you asked me, me, me that. And, and, and with all these new members coming on board, you know, our onboarding process has about four, four different steps and a fifth one with the ambassadors at the at the tail end, but I do make a phone call to every one of those members, talk to them and welcome them and congratulate them and all, all that good stuff. So all, all the members that have joined our chamber, I wanna publicly say thank you. But specifically, we have an, an executive committee that represents five different companies and I'll list those companies and that'll give you a taste and a flavor of the diversity that is in our area of, of, of jobs. So we have Robert Morris University, our board chair, great, great secondary university, really, really growing and is a mile from our office. Nationally, we have Comcast Business, huge supporter. The work that they're, the DEI work that they're doing in terms of talent right now is something that is a model for all companies, and um, they do such a great job in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and what it means to have equity and inclusion. What does that look like for a large company and, and, and how to do that since it's top of mind sure. for so many people? Express Employment is a franchise that helps hiring people, um, and they have well over 100 open positions right now. They're very supportive. It's a great franchise. And we have an engineering company, HR Conformance, HRV Conformance. Again, just waiting for that that big uh, infrastructure bill to come through to fund, help fund all these DOT projects, bridge projects and everything. A hundred engineers. And it's 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 we have so many engineering companies and construction companies. And finally, Multiscope, which is a, a printing service that prints quality material. They do a great job and have, have been partners with our chamber for, for years and years. And we thank them for that. So there you go. It's a whole diverse 
five little companies that that sort of represent what's going on here and great, great companies. They've all been members for 10 plus years. It's sure. amazing. It's amazing how, how they are. That's nice that the list, the, the list of your executive committee companies uh, align themselves into a nice little story format too, to talk about the, the yeah, breadth of the, of the organization. That's, right. that's great. That's great. Well, Chris, this has been a fantastic conversation. I really appreciate it. I know that people are going to want to know more about your chamber. Where's the best place to send them? Uh, you know, our, our, our website, uh, www.airportchamber.com. That's our website, but you know, websites, they're, it, they're placeholders. They're not, they're never as good as you want them to be. Right. right? <laughs> call us, pay us a visit. I will, I will take a phone call any time of the day. You could, you could Google us, you could check us out. And we have so many things going on. And go to our event calendar and drop in if you want to come to an event. Um, you could be my guest and 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 come. But um, if there's any specific questions that anyone has, how we have been able to put together a successful model, I'm happy. If you have chamber professionals on your call, I'm happy to help out with something like that. Give us a call, and um, you know we are we are happy to help out in any way possible. Well, Chris, thank you again for uh, taking some time to spend with us today and for walking us through all the great things you have going on, both at your at the Pittsburgh Airport Area Chamber and in your in your community. I love seeing things go so well, especially the resiliency with no, no matter what the economy threw at you in the past year and wish you all kinds of success going forward. So thank you again for being here. So, so thank you. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So my staff will be, if I don't get this phone number right, they'll come <laughs> so. It is 412-264-6270 is the main number. And um, you can ask for anyone for any kind of help. This was a pleasure. I love telling the story um, because we're, we're, we're all very passionate about what we do here, what the opportunities are for the future. So thank you for very much, Craig, for having me on your, on your podcast. You got it, Craig. And it's a great story. So. So whether you're in the Pittsburgh airport area and have the great fortune of being able to connect with Chris and his fantastic team or anywhere else now is a great time to engage more with your chambers of commerce. Your chambers of commerce need your support and they can provide you with all kinds of great value for your business growth goals. If you're interested in learning how we can help you capture that value, check out our website at www.momentumforbusinessgrowth.com. I also encourage you to connect with me, Craig Turner, on LinkedIn, where I post weekly advice, information, and guidance on how to make the most of your Chamber of Commerce investments. Again, if you're doing business in Pittsburgh or are looking at the Pittsburgh market even better, please check out www.airportchamber.com and connect with Chris and his team. Thank you again, Chris, for being here with us. Thank you to our listeners, and we'll see you soon with another episode of the It's All About Who You Know podcast. Take care. Thank you, Craig.